Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. Tonight I'm joined once again by Naji Kara. Hello. Gareth Ellis. Hello. And Paul Hope. Hello. Are we all tired, guys? No, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's all right for some. Yeah, I've got to say I, I am absolutely flagging. Um, normally I get more sleep than what I did today after a red eye. Um, I think I got to bed about 10 to 5, 5 o'clock, and had to be up at half half 7 because I had to take my car to the garage. Um, and generally during the day I get some quiet time where I can try and uh, keep catch up on uh, 30 minutes or so but not today it's been full <laughs> blast all day long and after last night's game that's the worst possible outcome for me after last night's game so it didn't quite go as we'd all hoped or expected it wasn't pretty there was some positives i'll have to say there was some positives mainly the fight in them they did have the fight to to turn around a really terrible start um, but I think there's a lot of negatives we wanted to discuss so who wants to go first mm -hmm. I can go first I mean I've, I've only watched a game this morning uh, in the 40 because I had a busy day packing and all that stuff um, and to me I, I mean I'm going to say I was again I think the better team won that's why it felt like when I was watching the game I completely I think, agree Naji. I think we were lucky to be even in it at halftime uh, by basically the same blueprint as against the Eagles, uh, scoring just one, uh, you know, one touchdown on the last drive before the half and, and just getting the ball after. But we're lucky to be only 10 points down and we were lucky to even have the chance of winning in the, uh, in the last thing. And I know people are going to say, oh, but... All we had to do was stop Aaron Rodgers on the last drive, and it's it's football isn't that simple. We were also had to run what six plays to score from the two yard line just before the half, and Trey Lance has to use his legs to gain in the end zone. That that doesn't strike me as a as a team playing good at that time. And um, I think some of the Packers' uh, defensive penalties got us in the game. I think we were pretty clean. Uh, but, you know, in, in tight games and big games, when your turnover margin is minus two and your quarterback isn't playing suboptimally and you have no running game, you're one-dimensional, um, it's very it's very very hard to win games. Um, the positive is, though, despite us, I think, being the worst game, and I'm not counting last year because we weren't healthy and uh, it doesn't really count, but... This might be, from what I can remember, the, the worst game we've played over the last two years in terms of execution. Um, I don't know what you think, Gareth, Paul, you guys. Just Gareth, what do you think? Do you think it's just down to execution? Was it something else? It was uh, It was certainly an odd game. It was, I think, very... You've covered a lot of the good points there. Mm. They, they were all over us. I think they won in the trenches on both yeah. sides of the ball. Uh, we thought we were going to have a field day with their offensive line and our yeah, defensive didn't. <laughs> line. Other, other than Nick Bosa, I don't think I heard anyone else on the defensive line even mentioned at any point during the game. 
Um, they were they were manhandled about, um, and, and their defensive line, you know, without their their probably best pass rusher, uh, got the better of us and, and unsettled Jimmy certainly all, all game. There's some good and bad. I think it's a very Jekyll and Hyde performance. There's large periods of the game where, particularly on offense, I thought we were awful, and then we put together long drives to the clock, and. We, we were rescued by some of our big players turning up. Debo made uh, a few outrageous catches mm, in traffic. True. Obviously, we we got the um, the big Kittle run. Yushek had a huge game. Ayuk had a huge game. Uh, Mohamed Sanu had the, those couple of catches, including that one that he uh, kind of scooped up off the floor from, yeah. I was going to say, yet another poor throw from Jimmy. Um, and, and the defence looked good sometimes. We just... We've got a good team. We, we can only put it together for 40 to 50% of a game. And the other 40, 50% of the game, we look like really quite a poor team. Um, and we've, we we were lucky to still be in that at the end. Uh, there's a lot I could rant about. So I'm going to see what, what Paul and Lee want to rant about instead. <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. Um, yeah, welcome. <sighs> it, it was a strange, like you said, sitting at home. 17 nil down at half time and then maybe I've got me optimistic hat on I'm not panicking so much I mean we've suffered our first loss of the season but like Nadji said you can't just say it's as simple as we're going to stop Aaron Rodgers there was a dreaded feeling of inevitability 37 seconds left on the clock Rodgers has got the ball back and I think Collingsworth said on the broadcast he only needs to get them into field goal range and as soon mm. as that pass went over Fred's hands, I thought, are you kidding me? And for the first time in about 35 minutes, my friend hadn't texted me, and I thought, I know where this is going. I'm switching my phone off. But I'm trying to remain positive. The loss for me was mostly forgivable and survivable because we have got a talented roster. But like you said, Nadji, we can't overcome that many mistakes. You know, Not scoring until the final drive of that second half against what we all identify as a poor defence. We were sat at home on Sunday night, really confident. I mean, pressure, other than the first play when Borsa got to Rodgers, I can't really remember him getting there. Lee asked just before we started about D Ford, seeing a stat that David Lombardi tweeted out, that how the tracking data had illustrated how the Green Bay Packers had neutralised our pass rush, and that the average distance from the QB at the time of any throw was roughly 4.52 yards. And D Ford was about 6.2 yards away from him every time he threw the ball. That's, and I think, yeah, you know, I, I think <laughs> it was clear that Green Bay had looked at our strengths. They knew our pass rush. They knew our defence. So what they did, they quickened it up. And Aaron Rodgers just got the ball out of his hands. Like you said, Gareth, there's lots I could rant about. I mean, Debo, if you look at the box score on its own, Gareth, and you think he had five receptions on 10 targets for 52 yards. Like, wow, what, what's that all about? But like you said, Gareth, it was the throws. It was that change in momentum. Um, you know, Kittle, he only had seven receptions. Why, why not give the ball more to him? And I think Lee's got a lot more to rant about than me. So I think I'll take a deep breath at this point, Lee, and hand over to yourself. So disclaimer before I start ranting, my throat is worse than it has been for the last seven days. So if it goes suddenly, I'll hand off. So yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, let's start with those final 37 seconds. 
So we played the final 37 seconds as though we had two all-pro corners. Yeah. What's up with that? We, we, we know we don't. We know we're not, we're not good at those positions. We're not great at those positions. We can get by with the pass rush in no, normal circumstances. But that final 37 seconds, dear me, there's a saying in business. Um, so I work in IT. And there's a saying goes that nobody ever gets fired for hiring IBM. But generally, IBM can't get the job done because they're crap. <laughs> they are. They're crap. And I think that saying can translate over into the final 37 seconds of that game last night. Nobody was going to get fired for playing prevent defense with 37 seconds on the clock and no timeouts for the opposing team. But it's the way we did it. The way we did it was terrible. We just relied on our two cornerbacks picking up their two main receivers, hoping that we can keep them to under enough yards that they can't get in the field goal distance. Under 40 yards. When, yeah. Yeah, when, when we, you haven't done it all game. And exactly, we hadn't done it all game. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask you about this because I, I think I, th- I think I think the worst outcome of this of this loss is is actually Demeco's Ryan defense because it's three three weeks in on the trot now that we go prevent when maybe we should be a lot more aggressive and taking it to them and we allow teams to get back in uh, and and have a chance um, because it happens against Detroit although that was mostly due to luck. It was very close to happen against the Eagles, who, you know, came back six points away from us and, and the defense has to step up again. Uh, and it happened again this way. Uh, this isn't a an healthy way to play defense, in my book, anyway. So uh, are you concerned about that at all, um, being the first-year defensive coordinator and maybe he's a little scared to take risks? I think what, what worries us more is the defense now does not seem to have an identity. Whereas the past few seasons they had, mm. they, they just don't seem to be as up for the game uh, as what we did under Salah. And I mean, you saw Salah on the sidelines. He was a yeah. very good motivator. He, he really got into it. And you could tell with the players on defence, they, they all bought into that. They bought into that energy. And, and that's how they played. They played with a lot of energy. At the moment, it doesn't feel to me as though the defence are playing with energy. I think the defence are playing according to what's on the piece of paper. It, it it feels very very scripted yeah. without being scripted. It's like, well, we've been told what our job is. We're going to do that. Whereas under Salah, it almost felt as though they had a license to basically hunt down the enemy, the yeah. opposition, and go after them. And that's all gone. As Paul mentioned, the D line, the D line didn't create enough pressure. It was very very poor. I was very disappointed because we were going up against a third string left tackle. They had two rookies, the center and the right guard. And to be honest, their O-line played like I thought our O-line should play. And our O-line, our O-line was terrible, I thought. We allowed pressure all night long. Uh, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. I thought um, Trent Williams and Leighton Tomlinson were good. <laughs> all the pressure came from the middle to the right-hand side. And that, incl- that includes Alec Mack. I thought he had a pretty poor game last night. And yeah. if you have a look at these stats, 34% of the snaps result in pressure on Jimmy. Our week yeah. one and two average was only 17%. So he's had double the amount of pressure last night. And you could tell, you could tell just watching the game, it's the old naked eye test. You could see he yeah. was getting hurried all the time. So it's no wonder that Jimmy had such a, an inconsistent game. Because I'm not going to say he was 
totally bad. He, he had some throws where he was excellent. He threw where it needed to go. He made some really good throws. But then he, he also had some throws that were absolutely rubbish. Um, he could have been picked off more than the once. Mm-hmm. The, the, the fumble, I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him that because he was spinning mm. around at the time. You know, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to throw it in the ground. But to be honest, we actually got away with an officiating call earlier on in the game for intentional grounding. That was definitely intentional grounding. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dotting about here. The, the officials was the last thing I had on there. They had a mixed game. They gave some calls. They missed others for both teams. Um, oh, and believe it or not, I think for a change, we actually got the better of the bad decisions because there was a couple of yeah. pivotal calls that went against Green Bay and they shouldn't have. So I think we were lucky in that respect. Um, but going back to the actual team, I think teams are going to run on us all year. They know they're going to run on us. We just can't seem to stop that run. Um, well, D-line. It's, it's, hard with, it's hard with Andre, right? I think it we're, is, I think yeah. we're seeing now why, why you know, having JV... Was, was a lockdown corner and losing Dre does to a team. And I don't think Kinlow is 100% either. And I think Armstead isn't 100% either. And don't get me wrong, you, you never play 100% in the NFL. It's, uh, you play one snap at 100% and that's about it. But I think I think the problem with the O-line, and I don't want to... I, I think they played well for what they had to do. The problem is we were one-dimensional. The Packers didn't defend... A running game at all because we didn't have any and we didn't try to you know 10 carries for 31 yards is is abysmal um and, and we know how the shanahan offense operates it goes off the you know the play actions and the and the big runs you know if if you don't threaten teams with that it's easy to play on the back end you rush seven and you play you know you you double team the big ones and and you keep everything in front of you and make it really difficult to pass on and march downfield and i think Especially Mark and McGlinchey on pass protectors. We've talked about this since we've drafted them. Uh, you know, McGlinchey, they're run blockers. So if you're not asking them to do what they're good at, it, you don't expect them to have the best game of their life. I think they, they, they deserve a little bit of credit on that. I'm not sure, despite Carl calling a very good game last week, um, I, I didn't see enough that was, you know, new or. Taking them by surprise enough to change the game and take it to their grip. All these like George Kittle and Debo sweep early in the game was so obvious and so overdone that you know it's again it, it put us in a one-dimensional game and asked Jimmy to be good and it it wasn't good enough I think yesterday. Do you think he um, overthought it, Nadji Kyle? Maybe that was on my notes to to come on and say about Kyle Shanahan because I think we're all a fan of Kyle. We all love Kyle. Oh, yeah. Like you said last night, the, the play calling, and it was just, I mean... I, but also, also, let's not forget, we're on our fourth running back, um, and it's hard to, you know, have your playbook basically cut in half because the players don't know it or can't do it because of the skills or, you know, it's not it's not as simple oh, as... Oh, 100%. You go, on, just... go and run that play that you've never run. It, you know that's not going to work, so... I think it's I think it's uh, the culmination of everything: losing JV, losing Dre, losing Raheem, and then not being able to guard Davante Adams, who was to me definitely a top wide receiver in this league, and Aaron Rodgers playing like Aaron Rodgers. You know, sometimes you're just not going to win, and last night was one of them. Oh no, Lee said. Sorry, Gareth. Lee said Green Bear were the better team. The, the oh, blueprint yeah. out there was. 
like you said, they put some the dedicated extra blocking on Borsa because what they realised was we've got Aaron Rodgers, we've got Devante Adams, and Adams <laughs> is essentially enough for them to win it. You know, yep. twelve catches, one hundred and thirty-two yards. We talked about Devante Adams in the um, the preview mm-hmm. show. Like Lee said off air, Collinsworth went after Lenore a little bit, which I felt was a little bit harsh. Um, but moving forward, that's the Forty Nineers can expect coming upon, and they're going to do that. The blueprints out mm-hmm. there. If you like, you said both sides of the ball last night we seemed to struggle. That's that's all I was going to say, Gareth. Sorry, yeah, cutting on you there, mate. <laughs> no, that's that's all right. Um, yeah, from from what Maggie said there, I I did think it was on. We we didn't seem to even try to establish the one game. Yeah, whether, that's right. Yes, yeah. it's, it's because kind of sermon isn't trusted, but surely. You know, we can we can activate some of those guys we've got for practice squad because a couple of those are veterans. Sure, I, I know it's it's easy to say, but with the playbook, they know how to take a handoff and run, and run through the middle. Um, how how much more do they need to do to be able to do something? Green Bay seemed very very prepared for everything. You've you've said with the reverses, the jet sweeps, the screen passes, they sniffed out everything. And we seem to be very predictable. And the Eagles did the same for us as well. I don't know quite what it is, whether it's just the amount of of tape and, and preparation. Everybody seems pretty pretty ready for, for these things that we're going to do, which used to pull defences all over the place. Every, the, Green Bay just always seemed to be lined up to, to, to snuff us out. And, and we seem to go straight to relying on that short passing game and early, right or wrongly, Jimmy couldn't get it done. He was under a lot of pressure, but I think his his stats were only so good because his receivers towards the end of the game helped him out so much. Yeah. Without that, without without the Kittle and, and Debo and, and Sanu and, and Juszczyk, we could have had an appalling game. And and it was our big players stood up and and got dragged us along enough to be in with a chance for winning the game. Um, and unfortunately, I think other parts of the of the team were went missing, uh, the O line, the D line, uh, and I th- I thought Jimmy was poor. Uh, I gave him credit last week for getting the job done in tough circumstances. Um, and this week we we're at home. I don't know whether Shanahan, without the one game, is saying right, I need to play more. I'm going to have to put more on Jimmy's back, um, and maybe he's found the limit of where where Jimmy can take us. It was frustrating Maybe. last night, Gareth, like you said. What makes it frustrating with Jimmy G is when he does give his receivers a chance to make the play. Or like When he hangs in the pocket, he's doing it a lot better this year. Or even use his legs to buy time. The offence looks like what Kyle wants it to be. It looks pretty yeah. unstoppable. But unfortunately, that was non-existent, like you said, Gareth, in the first half. And I don't think we expect Garoppolo to hit the receiver in stride every time. Nadja, you've said it. We don't need him to be Aaron Rodgers. No, but yeah. Sat at home watching it last night. The difference between the two teams was they had Aaron Rodgers, we had Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is do you guys think? And this this is a wild speculation, but do you do you guys think that because we drafted Trey, uh, Kyle spent the whole summer and and camp drafting plays for him and being excited like a kid before Christmas, <laughs> you know, redoing the playbook. For Trey and maybe it hasn't worked on, you know, our own playbook. So so we are, we are just now figured out and people know how to play against us. And if, if Kyle Shanahan takes... has done that, then that's poor coaching. 
Oh yeah, no, but I, I, I'm, it's also human, you know, to get excited and, and really get second, second degree where you, where usually is. And, but also we're two points away from winning that game. So, you know, it's not that far off. Um, and I think, you know, if Jimmy plays instead of 25 for 40, he goes 30 for 40. I think we win that game. Well, you know, I called 35, well, 30. To, let's be One fair though. And... Let, let's be fair, Najee. Jimmy did enough to win that game. He did. Yeah. We we, we I, can't we can't put the loss down on Jimmy because Jimmy did actually do enough to win that game. I don't know. I, I, again, I he, he got us he got us in the lead with thirty seven seconds left. No, I, I I get that, but again, we're looking at just being lucky to be there. You know, I think the first, his first half was dreadful, and, and so we were, were we lucky to be there, or were we unlucky to be in the situation we were at the end of the first half? See, because you can see, you can see both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You can, you can see. Oh, you can see both ways. Somebody's disconnected. Yeah, um, so that so, sounded a bit. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll just get uh, Gareth back. Yeah, so, Gareth. yeah, I mean, you, you can see both ways. But you can see both ways. But, so but now what I want to do two game in the straw on the trot that we 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 stall in the first. Yeah. Half. Um, mm. So, so what I want to do before we move off the Jimmy bashing, I want to have a go at the Jimmy. I'm bashing. not bashing him. It's, it's a, no, no, it's, it's, it's nothing to worry about. I mean, I'm just uh, we we all agree that he was he. Some of us say he was poor. I think he was hit. He miss. I, I think he did have some good players, um, but <laughs> I want my go to bash Jimmy because I never do it. I am one person who, who tends to look at the positives rather than the negatives. But I brought this up in the group, and it really. It really annoyed me at first, but then somebody replied to the, the message to say, well, actually, it could have been that all the receivers were covered. So in the third third quarter, 9.32 left on the clock, um, I think it was a third down, and he just dumped it out on the flat to Trey Sermon, even though there was a defender literally four or five yards away from him. And that really annoyed me. But then somebody said, well, you know what? You couldn't actually see what was going on downfield. Maybe everybody was covered. So I've gone back, revisited that, watched it a few times today, Without the All-22, I couldn't guarantee that everybody was covered. But looking at the way that play started and the way the defence actually kept with the receivers, it, it was probably a good guess to say they were all covered. But that doesn't give him a pass for that particular pass. If you watch that player, he could have easily just stepped out to the right to extend that player because he was absolutely protected, that side of the uh, the O-line. He could have extended that play with his legs. He could have given his receivers just enough time to create separation. But that's not Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't extend players like that. But he had the perfect opportunity on that player. So if you go back and watch that, he could have easily have stepped out of the pocket to his right. He could mm -hmm. have given the receivers time. He could have done that with his legs. And to me, that's what's missing with Jimmy. Jimmy can't do that. Jimmy's always but looking he, for the throw, has, and if he but doesn't, he also has done it on that. What, what, what player was it when he's third and something, and he's finding kill for a, a fourth and one play? Uh, that, you know, he, he he also does it sometimes. So yeah, I mean, it's certainly frustrating, <laughs> isn't it? He's inconsistent, like you said, Lee. That the Jimmy Bash, and like you said, it, some of his play last night was brilliant. It's just, I think for me personally, I I might be totally going down the wrong path here. Do you think he's a little bit? Because we've got this two quarterback rumbling on, and it, do you think Jimmy's frightened of making a mistake because mm. Trey can come back in? But then it gets to a stage where he thinks, because there were some parts last night where Jimmy, like you said, like, put the team on his back, marches up the field. I mean, I'm one of those ones that I don't believe we scored 
too quickly last night with the 37 seconds. I think that was the right decision. You take the touchdown yeah. and you have confidence in your defence. 37 mm-hmm. seconds left. Yeah, I know it's still Aaron Rodgers. But I know there was a bit of talk on the game day thread about, you know, maybe we should have you actually gone down on the one-yard line. But like you said, Nadji, we had to bring Trey Lanson to put that touchdown with his legs. And there was a bit for a split second. I wasn't sure if he was going to get in, but there was an awesome awesome block by Trent Williams which you need to go back and watch oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and, and fantastic <laughs> and Michael that play amazing play no but it's it's just you're right and it's the same like somebody asked about the you know the Chargers Chiefs game you know, giving Pat Mahomes too much time and it's just like you can, you can either play scared and not give them time or you can just try and win the game and trust everybody on your team to do their job which you know clearly it, it was a, a lot harder but you know <laughs> It's the NFL, small margin. It, the Aaron Rodgers gets this 37 second 10 times, and he probably does it what five or six times. You know, it's just uh, we're on the wrong end yesterday. But uh, I, again, I think because we we don't really deserve to win that game, I'm not too bothered about it. I think also it puts the season in perspective because you know in 2019 we we lost against the Falcons like week what was it 16 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, 15, 16. I think now it you know we're two and one. Uh, the Rams are three and zero. Oh, Cardinals are three and zero. Oh, Seahawks are one and two. It, you know it's tight. Every game's going to count, and it, maybe it'll put a bit more focus in the team rather than if we keep winning and winning and winning. But we can't drop too many of those games, the big ones. Otherwise, we're going to be in trouble real quick. Yeah, <laughs> like like a lot of teams, we're it's still early in the season. We're trying to figure. Yeah ourselves out and, and get that identity because we are for, for 40 to 50 percent of the, of the game we were we were a very good team and then the other four, 40 to 50 percent of the game we were a very poor team and and there's it's it's finding that consistency and yeah I don't want to be you know I gave Jimmy credit last week I don't don't want to be too much on the Jimmy bashing but I, I don't know that he did make that many good throws he he was helped out a lot by his receivers, and he just seemed uh, the the poise and and the temperament and other things that we've praised about Jimmy just didn't didn't seem to be there for large periods of the game. He, he was like uh, a bunny in headlights, but then yeah. again, that's hardly surprising when you've got defensive linemen coming down at you after only one and a half seconds. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the lack of the running game. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't do more of those those sort of bootleg plays where where he rolls out and and yeah. buys himself plenty of time to watch the plays develop. Because because like you, that 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 pass to Trey Sermon in the flat, you you can see it. He yeah. And as far as I was concerned, he didn't look downfield. And maybe he's just seen the defensive formation in front of him and knows no one's going to be open. But he didn't look. He takes a step back. He looks at Trey Sermon. He can see the defenders there, and he still lazily tosses the ball to him. And you, and you, you're watching it happen, thinking, "Well, what's Sermon going to do?" My yeah, concern exactly. on that is someone like Jamal Adams or Bobby Wagner is going to pick six one of those. It just to, or, to me, yeah, or somebody is going to get hurt. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like George a few years like, ago, like Kittle like, last year. Why? Yeah. Why, scramble for two yards it's it, to me that's the better choice than putting that player in a, in the position to he's got to make the catch secure the ball knowing he's going to get nailed and we're not going to get, gain any yards and I think there is that timidity in in Jimmy's play in that he doesn't seem to want to push the ball downfield he doesn't go for those long passes uh maybe he knows he can't make them or 
he, you know, he, he always seems to look for that check down and the amount of games where he's missed wide open receivers down the field because he just seems to want to complete the passes within his comfort zone. And and to me, watching some of the other games last night, it it highlighted the limitations of our offense with Jimmy at quarterback, which which I'd never really appreciated perhaps before. I'd always given him more more benefit of the doubt and things like remember the Saints game. But but last night he just looked at times like he just wasn't in command of the offense. What what um, I would suggest you do, Gareth, go on yeah. to um, NFL.com. Shut up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no go, go, you make very good points for a change. Um, go on to NFL.com, go to Next Gen Stats, and then go and have a look at the um, the quarterback grids for everybody. And this will show you where all the passes are going. And yeah. I, I did that this, uh, this afternoon, and I was, I was very surprised to find Jimmy's pretty much smack bang in the middle of people who force the ball past 20 yards. There's not yeah. that many people do it, and the people that do do it, don't do a lot of it. He's not that far off. I mean, he, he is looking as though he's thrown over 20 yards pretty much just as much as the, the, the top 15. Yeah. To be honest. He did try that one though, didn't he, last night, lads? The one where he had Kettle and he threw it and Kyle and Kettle have come out and said, the, was it the safety manager? You might know the terminology, but I mean, the one that when Jimmy got picked off. It was the, uh, the cornerback, said, yeah, well, Alexander. The cornerback, sorry. But when he threw it, you know, it looked like Kittle was going to get it. And I was thinking maybe, like Gareth said there, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. He tries it down, he's picked off. So yeah. then he goes back to, and Nadji said it in, in our group chat, like Gareth said last night, NFL Sunday, I had Red Zone on, I had the Chiefs game on. And sometimes you see the flashy highlight players, you know, Seattle comes on and Wilson's shotting it down the field and then you see Herbert and Mahomes. But it is different when you're watching an actual game yeah, like you said, Daly, going and looking at the stats and then looking at the all twenty-two does give you a bit of a different perspective sometimes. So again, oh, if, if you go to Next Gen Stats and uh, they've got that play on there because it was one of the highlights of the game, and actually watch that play, I actually thought that was a pretty decent throw. To be fair, but I thought it, it was is. much it's, better coverage. It's an incredible play by Jair Alexander. Yeah, that, it that is. Speed yeah, to recover from where it is because it's supposed to be too deep and he's. He's reading it because he's got an idea. That's, that's yeah. just a great play by, by a good player. Uh, and it goes back to what Paul just said. He's damned if he does. He's damned if he damned doesn't. Damned if he don't. But that, you know, that's what goes with being the quarterback of a, of a team. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I agree. you know, un- unfortunately, that's your job. You're uh, you're the highest paid guy on a team and you should play like it. So I, I would say one thing we need to all remember, there's absolutely no shame in losing a game by a field goal to a team no. with an all-pro quarterback who've made the last two NFC Championship games and is arguably a better team this year, even without the starting left tackle and the starting defensive end, than they've been the two previous years. I was very surprised to see how good they were last night. That, that yeah, did well, shock the, me. But that, that's, what, that's where we are. So you just put yourself in your shoes that he doesn't complete that pass and we win by two points or whatever it is, by one point. Yeah. Do we do we feel completely different or do we feel exactly the same? I think I, I think, I we, think we would be sitting here saying we got lucky last night, you know. Um, oh, so, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so it's not about it's the NFL. <laughs> Sometimes you're just gonna lose games, and as long as you can learn from your mistake and see what what you did yeah. wrong and and scrape some wins every now and then, then you just you know, it's not a bad loss by any means, but 
obviously we're fans and we want the team to to be 17 and 0 uh, and it's just a lot harder and we're just here analyzing why we why we aren't now so you know i still love the team and i still think <laughs> as you guys said it's week three you know it's, just, <laughs> it's 14 more games um we've got time to get a lot better it is. It's it, it's one loss, and they, they shouldn't be. Yeah. It's always a bit tough in the in the day after, particularly maybe it's the four thirty a.m. Leary mm-hmm. yeah, uh, hope yeah. of how have we won this game? Oh, we haven't. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we need September to September football. I, I said it in the previous show, we need to get better. We're we're not doing anything against the Cardinals or the Rams the the way we we've been playing. We we've got to figure out what we ever we need to do on on offense and and defense um and we need to get better and get better soon yeah agreed okay guys i'm I'm going to leave you with just a couple of stats minor stats which um actually found quite pleasant so our third down efficiency was 63 percent last night which was quite good considering um how many times we had a third down so that was quite good that we were able to actually move the ball on, on third down and get those uh, first downs. Obviously, didn't see much of that in the first uh, quarter and a half, but it eventually came on. Um, at the end of the first half, I think the the time of possession was 2-1 to one in favour of Green Bay. By the end of the game, Green Bay had 16 seconds longer than us mm-hmm. and 55 more yards. So we, we did claw way back in the game. I think the attitude of the players when they went 17 down, I, I thought was excellent. They brought it back. They could have easily afforded. Could have easily afforded yeah. because they're having a stinker of a first quarter and a half. Um, so that could have been game over. But they stood up and they were counted. And they came back and they gave us a game and they put us in a position where we could have won the game. So so yeah. that's pleasing from that point of view. Um, and the other one was Jimmy has never lost consecutive games. But really? Am I going to jinx it now and say, will next week be the first time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next show later. yes we certainly <laughs> yeah, will we will talk about it just before we'll you finish about. off I wanted to hear how Gareth felt about his boy running the touchdown in because let's oh, face yeah. it Trey's Gareth's boy <laughs> well uh, yeah I'm, I've got to say that I was slightly pleased to, to see him run it in I thought well there we go that's my prediction done um, I don't <laughs> know I was, I was for his first rushing touchdown at home I think there's, there's a lot of maturity and leadership in him. The first thing he did, he just turned around, handed the ball to Trent Williams to spike and walked off. He didn't celebrate, yeah. didn't rub it in Jimmy's face and he just gave it straight to his offensive lineman who was the one who, who, who ploughed the lane for him and just yeah. walked off the field. And that's there's a, there's a lot of maturity there for a guy who's 21. Um, and yeah. yeah, you know, like, out of your prediction... Uh, Paul, that you thought Jimmy would start every single game. I was, I was thinking you were right at the beginning of the season, but I it's starting to change slowly, well, isn't it? Um, mm. I'm thinking a lot of our bold predictions, Gareth, might not come <laughs> off. But, um, <laughs> I'll try to put those at the back of my mind. Yeah, I have was to say thought- though, I, I, you're right. But if, you know, we're talking about Trey and Sermon scored his first touchdown as Niner, so. Is there? Yeah. I thought he looked really good when he actually ran the ran the ball. I like his style of running. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see Trey Lance, um, you know, scoring that, getting that monkey off his back. But 
Yeah, I was thinking at one point in in the first half, um, a lot more than last week. Are we going to see Trey this this game a lot more? Is he going to have to do something to spark something somewhere? And I think if we if we play the same next week, it's something like the media is going to start coming down on Kyle for sure. Well, there's there's after the bye week against what are looking like a poor Indianapolis team. That's well, that's, I mean, that's, that that remains to be seen what they're out in, in four weeks with Carson Wentz a lot healthier. And it so does, but one thing there's a lot of Trey Lance on the sidelines and a lot about his body language is he had his helmet on, he looks absolutely locked in, he's going through all the plays. You, you can just kind of see the focus in him. Mm. Just on the sidelines. Yeah, but then let's not let's let's just look around the league and what all the rookie quarterbacks are doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not looking forward to see Trey do that because um, chances are very high that he would. None I mean, of them. To look be good. honest, like you <laughs> were saying there, Gareth and Najee, I think I think what we need to remember, I think like you've said there, Justin Fields had a had a nightmare last night. Uh, I think there's a difference welcome, with welcome to the um, NFL coming in. And taking a few snaps. I mean, this will be a conversation in a couple of weeks, depending on where our record is. If our season mm. is all but lost, do you then take the chance oh, and just think, right, lost, we'll ride with Trey, the upside, the inconsistencies. But at the moment, I think Kyle's come out and said Jimmy's his quarterback. And we've got to remember, I'm going to quote you, Nadji, this is the NFL. You're not going to play a perfect game. You're not going to go through the season without any adversity. I'm not too disheartened after losing last night. Like Lee said, we've lost against a very good Green Bay team. We dust it off. We score again this weekend against Seattle. And Let's then... go and bury them. One and yeah. three. Let's do it. Yeah, that'll make us forget about last night. Damn right. Right, guys. <laughs> thank you very much for joining me on the show tonight. Thank You're you. Welcome. It's not huh? been a pleasure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this edited and then go straight to bed. I am absolutely cream cracker. <laughs> Yeah, bless you. Uh, and it's only 25 past six in the evening. <laughs> right, guys. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. Remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Affair for UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner deep Clark Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget